Hey, pals. Welcome to Team Up Moves. I'm Fiona. This week, we have the second half of our actual play of Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. This is a powered-by-the-apocalypse game about teen superheroes, and we have three of them. Indy Tan is playing Eka Lanyon, a.k.a. Gecko, using the Janus playbook. James Malloy is Artie Book, the outsider, who goes by the name Page Knight. And Stephanie is playing Kara Rathers, a.k.a. the transformed Braid. Our heroes are investigating a disturbance at the recent Girls Basketball City Championships, where some strange porcupuff creatures from Artie's world made their way into New Arcadia. They've gotten in touch with the author of a piece of fan fiction that was found at the scene, and Artie is in the library, having just noticed someone who looks suspiciously like his missing princess friend, Ness. Gecko just got a whole heap of Janus feelings from his foster parent. We're going to pick it up right after that. So let's go with the second half of Masks, A New Generation. Uh, But let's go back to Artie, a suspicious, familiar individual in the library. What do you do? What's up? What are you up to? I think that I'm... I think so. Obviously, he he heads up the the stairs, chasing after this person, and like now he's actively trying to be stealthy. Again, I don't know how stealthy he is. Okay, but he's actively trying to like move slowly to not make noise and to keep his eyes open. He's like walking very slowly. A lot of like single single panels of him like taking one step and looking around and not moving, listening. Let's. Try to think if I want if I want you to roll for this and sort of what it is. Is it, I don't know if any of the assess questions are. You know what? Why don't we do this as a Pierce? Okay. I think this is this is a Pierce the mask to understand who this person was that you saw and like what they might be up to. Yeah. I think that's our closest one. That makes sense. Uh yeah. So roll plus mundane. Okay, which is zero. Not very mundane. Could be worse. It could, and it could be worse if I hadn't rolled a six and a five. Ooh. So. And 11. All right, so you get three questions off of this list that kind of applies to the situation. So so let's go. And if we want to fudge it a little bit to give you information, let's let's honor that 11 mm-hmm. uh, as best we can. Let's say, what are you really planning? Like, is this person really trying to escape from me or are they just trying to, like, play coy? Definitely, like, escape from you. I think that probably you maybe catch some glimpses of them, like, across the sort of more the main area, and they're looking back, like, right, hoodie hoodie up. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're going to keep it a little bit like, did I, did I lose him? I can't believe he's here. I need to get away from him. What do they intend to do? Let's see about this. In practical, immediate terms, I would say that you see them on the street corner in the, well, at least what non-storybook people would interpret as the classic, I'm texting for a lift Mm -hmm. sort of pose. So they're sort of furtively looking back and then down at a phone. And so they're they're intending to like- Get out of here. To peace out from this as fast as they can. And for my last question, I will ask, how can I get your character to reveal themselves to me? Like stop hiding and running away. I think it's it's got to be a just like a like a straight on like 
like stealth is not going to work. You have you have okay. to charge over and like confront them. Are we outside now? I think that they're just outside the 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 library. I think where you are, it, it's sort of a big main area with sort of a lot of low shelves and people okay. and collection circulation desks and that sort of thing. Then if I can like sneak up close enough that I can like walk up to them, I'm going to to do that and kind of as I walk up, say. I'm sorry, were you interested in learning about porcupines? <laughs> and I think she she drops the phone. She's not used to phones. She's doing the best she can. And Hood comes back. You realize this is Tess. And she is flipping out to see you. And is 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 like in a bad way. Uh, and is is trying to recover. And is, is like, Artie, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Like emphasis on just like every one of the parts of that <laughs> sentence. What what is going on? Why are you here? Kind of stuff. What what am I doing here? What are you doing here? Where did you go? How did you get here? Did you come through the book? She says, um Did Martin send you? Book, what book, book? No, I um there was a, a a portal that that opened in my room and I I went through it and I found myself here and uh it's it's quite an interesting place, I would say. Uh, wouldn't you say? Yes, it's very interesting. Why were you running away from me? Are we not friends anymore? No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't running away from you, Hardy. But I suppose I was running to here, and I didn't realize that until I got here. But it's <laughs> it's amazing. Have you seen the aquarium? It's almost suspicious how incredible it is. I have only seen the aquarium from afar. I'll have to go. Yes, yes, you should. Um, you should go. Maybe that's best. You should. You should come. You should come back with me. We could, we could go see the aquarium together, and then we can go. We can. I think I know how to get back through the book. We can go talk to Martin, and and maybe he can open a portal or something, and we can we can return to your father and the kingdom. Yeah. What is this book of which you speak? <laughs> the book of our world. Do you not? I guess you came through a portal. I've not seen such a book. Do you have it on you? He will. He suddenly is going to get excited. I think his like his mood shifts from being like he was kind of concerned and confused by all of this, and now he's like he's shifted to she doesn't know about the book. She's going to be so excited to see this book, and he like again like pulls open the messenger bag, pulls out the book, and flips it open to like to uh, a chat. Like he's like he's flipped through all these. So it's a very well worn book. Yeah, yeah. He flips back to one of the um the adventures that the two of them went on and shows the book to her and says, Ness, all of our adventures, all of our, our all of the details of our world are in this book. And and I came out of it somehow. And I thought that you had too. I think that like as soon as she sees the passage that is in such detail, even in your excitement, you just you notice it's like a storm cloud. Mm. And she says, more writing about who I am and what I've done. And she sort of tries to cover that up and says, this is quite an incredible artifact. Do you think, do you think maybe I could hold it? Mm. This is one of those moments where I, James, would not... (laughs) Uh-huh. But but uh, uh-huh. but Artie fully trusts Ness. Ness is his best friend. He's getting some weird vibes from her from right now. But they're in a different world. Everything is a little bit strange. And so he says, "Yes, of course." Uh, he flips over to to like he she, she tries to like flip back to the. He turns the book around and like hands it to her and tries to flip to the index or the like the table of contents so she can see all the different names of the chapters to try to find something if she's looking for it. He's like, I've read through it three or four times. If you 
if there's something you're looking for in particular, I can help you find a chapter. There's a lot of our adventures. The book weirdly focuses on me. I don't know why. So I think sort of on, on that line, she responds to that directly in sort of a, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised it's like I like I hope it's fair, or there's there's some kind of like bad feelings about having a book particularly focused on oneself <laughs> um, that I can't quite put into words right now. But that's her vibe, and and that's what she <laughs> yeah. says descriptively. So uh, she says, "Wonderful, wonderful. Maybe I'll I'll look at it later." And sort of like a lift pulls up, and she snatches the book from your hands and starts starts dashing to the car. What do you do? I think not fully understanding what is happening here with this lift. <laughs> he takes a step forward after her and says, wait, Ness, where are you going? You can't, we, we should, we should stay together. We can find a way back. We can, I don't understand what's happening. I need that book back. That's my book. I think she, she calls out to you sort of a, it doesn't matter what we do. We're just characters in other people's stories. Just like dripping with just like bitterness. And I think the car drives away. And he just kind of, we get, a, we get like a series of panels of him standing on the side of the street. Just like, I, I think that that hits him in a way, like he had always thought of their world as like a real place and a book. The book was just the conduit through which he came into this world. Because obviously it's very real to him. Yeah. But to think of it as like, oh, it's just a, like to think of it as a story in which he is a character that is being written that like that really hurts his brain <laughs> um and he, and he kind of like spends like a kind of a moment and obviously then his best friend has just like taken his book and run away and that all overwhelms him and i think maybe he just like sits down on the the side of the road like next to the the street signal oh starts raining oh. everybody is talking at me <laughs> yeah eventually he'll pick himself up and Go back inside the library to check the computer and see where his friends are. Yeah. He needs to tell someone about this. I also notice in this that we have probably, I believe, triggered a move. And that is, I would like to take you, like you to take a powerful emotional blow. Masks classic. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely. Stalwart Knight. I rolled a three. Oh, wow. Which is good. It's good. And it's, you had what? Do you have one marked, I think? I don't have any conditions marked. Oh, dang. All right stoic as anything i'm doing good all right well let's let's kind of look logistically realistically do you check the chat i would yeah i would i would because i think i think it's not from a sense of like this is a chat the chat is a thing i should remember to check but more from like uh the chat is a place that i go to check to see where my friends are so i can go to them to talk about stuff and so like i need to tell someone about ness being here and and the book being stolen and 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 ask them for help we need to mobilize or something so then I see, oh, <laughs> I'm supposed to meet someone somewhere. All right. Kara has called everyone together at... Roller 2. Uh, yeah, Roller 2, which is in the warehouse district. Roller 2 has... This is this is like mutant hangout kind of spot. So there are a lot of people with powers around. The proprietor, Dan, uh, has the power of dokinesis, <laughs> I believe, is yeah. how it was described to me. And so the baked goods are exceptionally good. <laughs> I believe that the bread influencer who has become quite a fan of your super team does many a live stream from this location. <laughs> yes. So it's certainly very familiar to you, Eka. Celia Gluten, yeah. Yes, yes, there you go. Uh, so let's get you all there. Five five minutes, nine? Or is, is anyone want to be particularly late or early? I'd be early. Yeah. Kara would be early. So late, so late. Yeah. Kara would show up, and I think the proprietor would recognize her as that kid who's 
hangs out at this like one place where people won't be like you're you're weird and repulsive kid and like gives her free rolls but then sometimes she turns into the rolls so you see like <laughs> a roll eating a roll and it's really disturbing and a roboros but they're delicious i kind of like this feel i will also say that if dan gave out free stuff to every person who is really unsettling looking i don't think the business would survive but i do think that it is very much like a place that you feel comfortable and i do appreciate that i mean it was just kind of the first one's free okay fair enough because i'm a new i'm a newly transformed customer oh there you go okay uh yeah so, so dan dan probably says okay Kara, it's good to see you back here um how, how you holding up kid i mean actually he would call you braid i'm sorry yeah. it's, it's uh, mutant slang they would call you braid yeah i mean my team lost today but i don't even know if it's my team but like oh no who did who took you out no 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 basketball is basketball oh okay no but like i was afraid for a minute also there there were these like magic porcupines and like i'm supposed to meet somebody here who like maybe makes stories come to life and like i'm really hungry and i'm the first one here because i'm always the first one here because nobody wants me around and so nobody holds me up but i just show up and people ignore me and we lost and maybe it was my fault that we lost because i couldn't get all the porcupines off the floor fast enough and there was this block charge call and i'm just really hungry oh my god and and you can see kara's like almost crying okay he he passes you like a roll and then also a, a blueberry muffin oh Oh, the muffin's so good, but there's also a panel of me eating the blueberry muffin where it looks like I have leprosy because there's like blue stuff like on my face and hands because the blueberries that are baked into the bread. But I'm not looking in a mirror. I'm just enjoying the muffin. <laughs> Hopefully not a relatable uh, image to our our audience, but hey. Um, okay, wow. Was not expecting that description. Um <laughs> All right, Artie, how, where, where are you timing-wise? I think that I'm also late, but probably not. I think I think it's probably important that uh, that Eka is the or that Gecko is the latest. Yeah, <laughs> for for story for comic reasons, possibly. Yeah, but I'm also not on time. Okay, because I don't understand how uh, subways work. <laughs> does Does Artie have a watch? Of any of any sort of timekeeping uh, device? No, he's really just winging it in this modern world. <laughs> it's really just, it's real touch and go. The sun points north. We're all right. We have got a couple more hours. It's yeah. Fine. Like he has a pretty good time sense and he knows that clocks are a thing. So he knows to like look at them and he knows that you guys all really care about clocks. It's like how an axe and animorphs just always knew the time. Just, just always had the time. That was one of the things he could do. Yeah. And so he's always checking. So I, I roll in. Okay, so I think that actually before even then you get there, Kara, you're you're sitting there and you see your English teacher from two years ago, Mr. Shriver, oh. walk in and he he's you know, he's he's got kind of an old suit and he's he's looking around like he's looking for someone that he was gonna meet with. Ooh. I get out my phone and text to that number, like I'm here. Okay, I think you you see him just a quick startle, and then pulls out his phone and looks down and texts back. I'm 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 up at the front. I'm going to get a coffee. Where what do you look like? I just come up to him. I'm just like, uh, hi. 
He says, oh, it, it's sort of like in kind of a, a very much like, a, oh, it's a former student kind of thing. And then like, then realizes this is the former student who turned all weird. Mm-hmm. And so you see that as you've seen in everyone in your whole life, the past couple of months, yeah. the immediate take back of closeness and affection. He's, he, um, he even takes, takes a physical step back. He tries to cover it and says, Akara. So good to see you again. You're looking, you're looking well. You know, you look, you, you look good right now. You look he- I mean, healthy right now. I, that's that's good. I'm so glad to hear. I'm. I can I can do cool stuff, and it's it's good to see you. And you got to try these muffins. I I I'd love to you know know what you're teaching, and I I liked your class, but we kind of you kind of can you help me and my friend solve a a problem? Because I think sure, and and let's let's have Artie come in at this moment. Kara. Artie. I had a very strange experience just now. Okay. Uh, Artie, this is Mr. Shriver, who was my eighth grade English teacher and who has been writing some really engaging stories. (laughs) And, um, you know. He's he's here. So why don't we we take a seat? Let's, Let's sit down. Can I, can I get you kids anything? Wait, was that was that Mr. Shriver? Or was it Dan? No, it's Mr. Shriver. He, he's being like the friendly adult yeah. now, realizing he's got these kids he's talking to. I would love a, a pineapple cappuccino and some information about who might be bringing your stories to life. <laughs> I, he's <laughs> he's thrown, and he says, "Well, the first one. Wait, do they make those here? A- anyway, uh, how about you, son? Um, son, uh, he, he doesn't actually believe that he he conceived you or gave birth to you. It's just a if people of that generation say son. Artie's from, you know, long ago and far away and, and stuff. I suppose I should eat. Water, water would be fine. They have these great drinks. You, you know the the um bright red fruit that you really liked? Yes. Yeah, they crush them into water and put ice in them. I think you'd really like them, like the raspberry thing that they do. I will have one of those then on Kara's recommendation. All right, excellent. Well, you two, you two get a seat. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you, I'll get you that the stuff. And he goes up and he orders for you. All right, Gecko, you're you're heading over, making your way through the warehouse district. Now, at what point do you get your costume on? I think as soon as he was... For, for Gecko, the danger of changing to him immediately if he's in the house is just being seen by Ada. So when he's as... So when the house is out of sight, that's when the costume comes on. Because he does... He relishes in that freedom of just Gecko hopping. I don't even know if Gecko's hop. Gecko hopping from roof to roof with his little pads. All right. Well, let's do as you're gecko hopping your way over to the warehouse district. You come down, you're sort of about to walk across and it's the warehouse district. So like maximum 40% of the lights are working <laughs> at any one time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and so kind of as you're heading over, you hear like like the sound of wood being slapped against a hand, except that's coupled with like the rhythm of like tapping one's fingers together. So it is as if four bats were hit into four hands. Oh no. Oh no. And you hear a voice saying, I thought I told you not to come around here, little newt. And he is using newt derisively. (laughs) And it is your, uh, somebody you've had a run-in with in the past. Can you just describe this person for us, please? Oh, so the person in question is a let's say let's seven foot half man half spider with sort of the classic sort of eight arms coming out of his torso. I guess I guess it's like four arms coming out of the torso and then including the 
No, it's six arms coming out of the torso and then including the two legs. And then in each arm is a baseball bat. Well, no, not a baseball bat, but a bat of each of different descriptions. Yeah. So like one's a baseball bat, one's a cricket bat, one's, I guess, a wiffle bat. <laughs> nice. Um, and I can't name any more bats than that, unfortunately. We'll, we'll do we'll do a field the field hockey thing, right? A field, a field, yeah, a field hockey stick, you know, do the Casey Jones thing. One's a golf club, why not? It's all it's all just sporting gear. Up in this seven foot half man, half spider. This is the bat arachnid who is part of the batsmen, who is the gang that factors into Gecko's origin story. They were the gang who beat him up originally and uh, who Ada sort of saved him from. And uh, bat arachnid is the leader of the batsmen who, um, upon repeated encounters with Gecko, decided to up the ante as a lot of arch enemies tend to and, you know, yeah. embrace becoming this, you know, half spider uh, supervillain type. Excellent. He's threatening you. <laughs> and you sort of, you know, looking looking with your eyes in different directions around, you see that there are some other members of the Batsmen kind of closing in. Ooh. He wants to fight. You got places to be. What do you do? Oh, I think the best thing I can do here just to prefer what happens next is uh, I'm going to use game face, which is a uh, one of my Janus moves. When you commit yourself to save someone or defeat a terrible enemy, mark a condition, take plus one ongoing to all roles in direct pursuit of that goal. At the end of any scene in which you don't make progress towards that goal, mark a condition. When you fulfill your goal, mark potential. All right. Mm. Certainly counts as a terrible enemy. It's good. It's I, good. I think though the way I'm seeing this is Batarachnid is obviously behind Gecko right now. And I think uh, Gecko turns to face and goes, hey, Batsy, haven't seen you since you didn't home any runs. I don't know how baseball works, but <laughs> I, I really, really don't need this right now. I have other stuff going on outside of you. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to ask you. And I know, I know, I know what you're going to say, but I just, I just want to ask, can you take, can, can we, can we rain check this? Maybe. Can we do the animosity thing just on another night? Cause I, I have some really important shit to take care of, like separate from all of this. So can we, can we save the personal beef for later? Can, can, can we, can we do that? Can we just reschedule? Jesus. Well, you know, it, uh, it is raining, so um, I'm not an unreasonable person <laughs> spreading, like, all arms wide. Oh, my God. Yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't we pick another night? Get out your phone. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, he gets, gets out his phone and just flips it open. So as you, like, reach down to get out your phone, this yeah. is the, like, hey, buddy, do you have the time? Yeah, he clocks yeah, yeah. you one. <laughs> all right, just across the face, you go sprawling. Cool. All right, let's go back into the cafe. So the three of you are sitting down at this at this table, and I think that Mr. Shriver, like he's he's looking over at you already, like like a lot, <laughs> and and sort of does it like, what did you say your name was again? Artie. This is Artie Book. This is my friend Artie. Artie Artie Book. Yes. You seem familiar to me, and it's it's a little weird, but uh, that's I mean you know. Look, Mr. Shriver. It's New Arcadia. Mr. Shriver. Yes. The when you had us read Willa Cather. Like, that was so great. I still think about her. I'm glad you remember that. I love doing that one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, she's she's so good. And you know how she wrote that essay about how important it is to, like, sometimes get to the point and, like, make cuts and, like, streamline things sometimes? I try to use that as a great example for all of my students about the editing process yeah. and just getting direct so to it. I, we kind of need to, to get to a point here, which is that, that someone is in endangering my friends. I mean, I, th I hope they're my friends, my friend and her friends. 
my former friends? I don't know. It's really sad. Someone's in danger. He says, Kara, I don't think you're taking this advice to heart. I'm trying. Just... I'm trying so hard and I, I'm I'm distressed. So I start turning into the, the wood of the table and then I get that under control and I, I keep going. Someone is bringing stories that you wrote with my friend in them to life in a dangerous way. And we need to find out who it is before they hurt people. So if they want to keep doing that, they won't hurt people. He says, bring stories to life. You're so, he points over to Artie. You're, you're saying that you're Artie from, what's the name of it? Actually, what's, what's the name of the land you're from? The country name? Avendor. Av- Av- Avendor. You're really Artie from Avendor? And someone brought you to life with my fic? I have to say, you're doing well for yourself. I'm not kind to that character. I think that he just kind of like, like he's he's very just been clearly like in his head. Like he's he's like he's drinking his drink. He's clearly like only half paying attention. And I think he just turns to 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 Kara and and says, "Am, am I just a character in a book that someone else wrote? Am I am I real? Is that a team move? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like what's yeah? I mean." Could be fishing for comfort and support. You know, we'll see. What's the... it might be? It might be sharing a vulnerability or weakness. Yeah, this feels very vulnerable. <laughs> He's definitely like this is clearly something that had never concerned. Like he had, like he just says like like I I know. I mean, I know that I'm a char- I'm a I'm a person, and I was in a book, but like I thought I came through the book from somewhere. Is the book the place that I came from? Like. You don't come from a book. You <laughs> He's like clearly having like an existential <laughs> meltdown. Oh god. Artie, we might all be characters in books. I might be, you might be, we might all be. There's a it's cool that we can read a book about you cuz I can't read a book about me. But you're not just a character in a book. You get to decide what you do next just like me or Mr. Shriver and you're making decisions right now and they're just as real as anybody else, whether or not somebody wrote them down, you're deciding to be here and keep people safe and have an awesome sword and, and hang out with me. And I'm, I'm so glad. And, and Mr. Shriver here can maybe decide to help us catch whoever is, is using a magic highlighter. This is why well, I suppose I don't know anything about that, but, um, wow, this is, suppose par for the course for New Arcadia, but it's one of those New Arcadia stories, right? You know, it's like, I never thought this would happen to me. See, we're all in a story. We could all be in a story. You're just as real as anyone else, Artie. He says, I used to work in an old rare books shop before I became an English teacher. And uh, let me tell you, if there's one thing that pays less than eighth grade English, (laughs) that's why I had to quit. But one day I came across this dusty, ancient seeming book, and it was... um, it's called the page night. And most of the pages were were blank, actually, but the beginning of it just it just painted the picture of this this amazing magical world and, and the, the people in it. And there was a a wizard at Martin, I'll never forget his name. And I was just entranced reading it and put it back on on the shelf and was gonna get to it the next day. And when I came back, it was it was gone. And so, you know, I I've tried to remember some of that and and write it down if you found me from writing some of the fanfic 
Uh, and I tell my students, there's no shame in that at all. <laughs> I've tried to keep some of that magic alive a, a little bit in, in retelling the bits that I know and writing about Ness and the, the things that could happen to her. But um, I mean, I suppose it, if you put two and two together, a book did magically disappear. You magically appear. So, something's up with this. <laughs> Enchanting story. Really good read. Solid stuff. Do you, do you have the book? That's a fun story to tell. Actually, I did until about an hour ago. Wait, what? What? Cutting back out to outside, uh, Gecko, you've just been blindsided by one of several bats. What do you do? First off, Gecko, Gecko definitely picks himself off the ground and goes, you know what? In retrospect, I should have seen that coming. Oh, okay. I think here, I want to try and play this smart because I'm not, in, I, I believe I have two conditions. I'm in, I'm in kind of a dangerous spot here. So I'm going to try to twist the numbers to my advantage. I think, <laughs> uh, I think Gecko starts moving, starts leaping, starts trying, trying to be very hard to hit between uh, Batarachnid's eight arms and all the batsmen around him. I think just over, over the chaos of everybody trying to get at him, he, he goes, so Batsy, what's, what's, what's the schedule with you and the boys, right? What You go home, you cheer for the Mets, you hate me, you come out and attack me, I win, I send you back, you go cheer for the Mets. What's, it's, it's just kind of a repeating cycle. Is, is there no like vertical advancement in your organization whatsoever? Because I'm seeing the same guys doing the same things and I'm just, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, what, what have they done for you? You know what I mean? What are they doing for you right now? Everything. They do everything for you. And I'm just trying to think, are you, are you really showing the appreciation you should be showing your teammates? I'm just, I don't know why I'm thinking about this. You know, I'm just, I'm just really talking here, but you know, like, I think, I think, boys, what do you think? I'm going to try and provoke here. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> I think we're going to count the plus one on game face as well on this. Oh, um, that, yeah, I was hoping it would because it says defeating him, but it doesn't say I have to punch him to defeat him. Right. No, absolutely not. We're uh, taking expansive view of defeat. <laughs> so that is superior and i have a plus one to that so this is that's a six plus two that's eight all right we're going to talk in the back matter about the provoke move i've got opinions <laughs> um let's see so seven to nine they can either do what you want which is to i guess unionize <laughs> um, <laughs> or instead choose one I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually do. They air. You gain a critical opportunity. Mm. I. I think that you have not necessarily turned them against him. <laughs> it's more like trying to trying to think of the of the uh, gang dynamics here. Totally fair. So I think that that here is here is the air. Uh, he says, "What are you talking about? No advancement. I just promoted Larry the other just last week." And Larry's. You know, you hear Larry say. No, you didn't. That was Lenny. You never remember who I am. And there starts to be sort of like this infighting kind of among them. So, but, but Lenny's like, yeah, I deserved it. You know, you have not been, you're still using an old, you're using a wiffle bat. Like, why is that even, you know, yes, it's the batsman, but how effective are you really? Come on. Like, <clears throat> So I think you probably get an opportunity I, to, I, I, to I, ditch I, them or that kind of thing. But I think this is it. If I had any kind of opportunity to do anything, I was going to try and slip away, despite the irony of putting game face on to be like, okay, I'm going to beat him. Okay, technically this is beating. I can go. <laughs> Gecko almost definitely slips away. But while he does, definitely uh, shouts up stuff like, yeah, I agree. Who's on first? No, he's on second. I don't know the bit. And then just, <laughs> just slips off. Is this within earshot of the cafe or no one would hear or see any of this? God, I... 
I hope not for his sake. <laughs> I, I, I mean, unless you're like you like as you're walking in the door, you're you're still sort of shouting back like, I'm going third. <laughs> oh, I think I think I, I think I, I I kind of love that image of him just walking into this very important meeting, yelling out whatever baseball jargon he can think of as as he strolls in. And yeah, Abbott and Castello. All right, all right, all right. Hey guys, what's up? Are you okay? What what happened? Uh, I took a bat to the face. Uh, you know, OLED arm. Probably one up. of the eyes is the eyes is a little on the fritz, maybe. <laughs> yeah, one, I think one of them is kind of like googly eyeing around. Just <laughs> <laughs> Where are they out there? They are having a heated discussion over labor rights and promotions at the moment. I don't know how long that conversation. Are they coming is. after you? Are, are you safe? If if I look outside and and see them, are like can I can I see what they're still doing? If I, uh, I, I, if I look at my gecko eyes, probably at at this point, uh, you're seeing Batarachnid like holding <laughs> holding someone like by the throat up against a wall. <laughs> um, I think at this point, like it's Lenny. Like I think just things went in full circle. Oh um, wow, that really escalated. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would I see that too? I don't. I mean, you could go to the window. I mean. Already just dropped a bombshell, so I'm not sure like how you're how you're reacting in this moment. The bombshell being that he lost his book. Yeah, it's an important book. Yeah, and the necessary. Already, do I know that your powers and your life depend on your retaining the book, or have you not told me? Um, I mean, I don't know that the powers. So, like, you've seen me write things in the book. I don't do it quietly. <laughs> so, like, I I like I can still exist without the book, but other people could write things in it, which would be oh, bad because. I have a diary. Like I write mostly it's my feelings for Carly, but like I write things, I stop to write things in a book all the time, but it doesn't have powers. Would I know from you that someone else writing things in your book would make them true and then you would like grow two heads or something? I don't know that that's the thing that I would have ever like said to you outright, but I think it's the thing you could probably have put together. Okay. If I know that, then I'm going to take your hand and then let go of your hand immediately because what if I turn into you and and say, we have to get that book back. Mr. Shriver, can you help us get the book back? Already lost his book? Oh, screw the bat, guys. Is there magic? Is there a spell? Is there a person? And also, the person who has the book is Ness, the person, my friend who came to, who I came to find. Yo, that's your princess. What? 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 We have to... So I don't know why she took the book from me. It doesn't make any sense. And she took the... I missed a lot. <laughs> Mr. Schreiber, you don't... You don't actually know any magic. Except, like, the magic of, of the written word. I mean, not that kind of magic. I 100% appreciate that that is what you think of English as magic. And it's wonderful that I have been one of the people who have hopefully played a part in your love of the written word. But no, I'm in... English teacher who used to work at an old bookshop. I'm not magical. Do you have like a magic pen? N- Wait, so Ness is here? Is- That's why I'm here. How is the roller too lit? Is there lighting on the tables or does all the lighting come from overhead? I do not have an opinion. So if there's something that you want, uh, let's make that happen. <laughs> we will now make canonical roller two lighting. Okay. Folks. Here we go. <laughs> the, the bigger tables at a roller two have like electric fake candle lighting on the tables. Okay. And I, I grab one, which makes parts of my body like light up like a giant neon sign and i stand on the table and say my friend has a magic spell emergency anyone here know any magic um i'm gonna say no this is gino territory uh yeah there's people don't use magic here someone says go talk to the bishops and someone else laughs is that a band uh no so uh uh, that was in character that was in character (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes (laughs) it's family Oh my God, they endowed Bishop Academy. That's why it's called Bishop Academy. Yeah. 
I don't know if we have time for that. Mr. Striver, maybe if we visit your bookstore? I don't work there. Look, I mean, I this is absolutely incredible story, but I saw the book. I wrote some fan fiction later. It did feature Ness, but I tell you, I'm not magical. I'm not... I mean, I'm surprised I'm not more freaked out right now. It's, it's just, it's an honor to meet you, boy, says to Artie. He, he, he says, like, he wrote a character that you called Ness. She doesn't really like that. She's, hopefully we could find her and you can meet her. We have to find her because she has your book, Artie. We absolutely have to find that book. And also, Artie, remind me, when we're done here, I have to rent you a movie called Stranger Than Fiction. It's on a DVD. I know you don't know what that is, <laughs> but we'll get you a DVD player. I know you don't know what that is either, but we'll get it. Gecko, you got a phone call. It's on your work phone. Hello? It's Benny. Oh, Benny. Benny the bouncer, oh. the one person who knows your true identity. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Benny. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, who Who else has this number? But Benny has this number. I'm so, Benny, what's going on? How are we doing? Hey, uh, yeah, Echo, um, I was um, down at the lot. It's, it's, it's real bad up here at the illustration library here in NOSAD. These books are coming to life. Um, I, I don't know. Other people are calling other heroes, but, oh, okay. you know, I figured I knew you oh. if this is a thing, wow. but you know that they've got a, 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 a whole collection of lithographs of sea monsters. Yeah, those are coming to life. Sounds sounds bad. Uh, yeah. Can you come help? I mean, figure this might be a gecko thing. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to show up and serve popcorn. Come on. Like, uh, okay. Um, give me one sec. Uh, hey, um, so turns out a uh, friend of mine, public library, books there are coming to life, including sea monsters, lithographs. Don't know what those are, but they're coming to life. So Actually, at the no, at the no Sad Library. Uh, at the No right, Sad yeah, Library. At the No Sad. Yeah. The uh, Illustration School. Yeah. Oh, Illustration School. Right, right. So uh, uh, that's a lead for us. And also, Benny, are you okay? Like, you, you're all right, right. No, it's bad. I'm hiding under a desk. Yeah, okay. Well, S- something ate my Wacom tablet. Oh, jeez. Oh, that is not cheap. Okay. Stay frosty. We'll be there ASAP. All right, uh, Mr. Shriver, did you drive here? Uh, yeah. Do you kids need a lift? Can you drive us to No Sad? It's an emergency. Sure. Okay. Hop in. Let's go. Who gets shotgun? I want to know. How do you determine shotgun? <laughs> I expect Artie to take shotgun. I think we all we we all I think we all have an unspoken rule. <laughs> he might, yeah. That Artie gets shotgun whenever whenever there's a car situation, which right. I think for us is rare, considering we don't have a we don't have our own car. I guess. It's not that he can't ride in the back. It's just that when he's in the front and he can see where we're going and he can understand what's happening with the vehicle, he's a lot more comfortable. He's a knight. He's a knight, not a prince. He doesn't need to be driven. He wants to be where the action is. He doesn't get car sick, you know. Yeah. Also, I tend to turn into seat vinyl and it's distracting to the driver. So I always sit behind the driver. That's fair. Uh, Gecko does that thing where he just sticks to the roof of the car. And he's good to go. You sure you're you're safe up there, kid? Oh, yeah. I do this all the time. If I need to talk to the others, I'll just bend my head over. <laughs> don't worry. We haven't hit like a hereditary situation or nothing yet. So it's all good. Okay. Well, I don't think you're one of my students. And uh, so I don't... I'm going to let you do what you're going to do. <laughs> no duty of care. You're good, buddy. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, you get driven up to the illustration library at No Sad. And, yeah, people are running out screaming. You see, like, a, a giant squid tentacle just, like, smash out the windows from inside. Oh, my God. There's a lot of, like, weird glittery lighting that's happening in there. And, yeah. Let's. How do you each approach this situation, and then we'll kind of uh, zoom in and do some turn order for everyone. Uh, Artie, you're a shotgun. What do you do? 
So I, I get out of the car. Obviously can't like transform into my full armor because it's a thing I did with the book, but I definitely still have the magical sword. So I pull the sword out. Maybe I like, we have like a couple frames of me like stepping like and cutting a, 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 a monster tentacle that's that, like reaches out to grab the car. And I'm starting to like move forward towards the entrance where the things are coming from. But I'm like very clearly focused less on the people or like less on the monsters and more on like I'm looking around for Ness to see if she's here to see if if that's what's causing this or or if whatever the the hooded figure I saw earlier, if I still think that that's a different person. I'm looking I'm looking for I'm looking for something else. I'm not looking at monsters. I'm I'm trying to read people. Okay. do you figure this is an assess? I think so. Yeah. All right, why don't you roll that up? Plus superior. Nice. That's the thing I'm good at. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Amazing. I've got a lot of elevens today. Hot hands. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right. It's these masks dice. All right, so you get two and plus one forward uh, on them. Oh, yeah, you have the official mask dice. Excellent. Yeah, the only dice I ever use for masks. Aw. I got mine, but then I never freaking roll them because I'm only <laughs> yeah. jamming. Someday. The only downside of PBTA yeah. is, is MC does not roll. I guess, so I'm going to ask, uh, who here is in the greatest danger? Or what here is in the greatest danger? I'm going to say this this entire collection of, of awesome books. Oh. Yeah. It's just getting just getting ripped apart by sea monsters for the most part. They're getting the books wet. Yeah. Hmm. People are also in danger, but yeah. they have a little bit more agency relative to books to get her out of it. <laughs> Ooh, not going to think about that too much as a book character. Mm. Yeah. How can we best end this quickly, I think? You need to get your book back from Ness. Because uh, she's using some of its magic to animate all of the sea monsters in these books. Okay. Do I see her somewhere? At this point, yeah. You you are coming in, you know, sword ready, slashing some things. You get close enough. And you see her standing on top of one of the tables. And she's tearing pages <gasps> out of some of the books in the Nosad library and pressing them against some of the open blank pages in the page night. And when she does so, there's a flash of glitter, uh, sparkles, etc. And then whatever sort of monster or other creature is in the, the book comes out. Ooh. And you hear her shouting things just like, what do you think of stories now, huh? Ooh. We're not just on the shelf for you to read anymore. Yeah, let's see. Let's go to Braid. What do you do? So I get out of the car and I see, I guess, the sea monster erupting out of the art library. Is the art library made of like concrete and steel and like modern stuff or is it old stone buildings or like bricks? I think to me, this is this is sort of a modern, a lot of glass, a lot of gleaming things. They're going for like the new fresh design sort of stuff. Okay, good. How much do I see of what Artie just did with like seeing Ness? Would I see any of that interaction? I think, sure, you might as well. You know, I think it's sort of visible through the windows, uh, through the, the well, the, 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 uh, this place is in space where glass used to be. Okay. Oh, so there's broken glass around. Oh, my goodness, yes. Okay, that's great. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, you're transformed. You could turn into thing. The more dangerous the environment, oh, yeah. like, baby, that's great <laughs> for you. If I see that whole interaction... I think I would figure out that Ness is the problem. Oh, she's clearly the problem. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Okay. I am going to grab one of the curtains that's been cast, like, because there's just, like, curtains and fabric in the library that was in, in, in the windows that got broken. Sure. Yeah, some of it is out on the lawn. Yeah. Et cetera, yeah. And launch myself 
at Ness if I have the range to do that. Just like jump toward her. And the idea is to, because I don't want to slit her throat because she's a person who already used to like. I want to wrap her up in a window curtain so that she can't see what she's doing or do anything else to the books. Just like, <laughs> all right. And I, I am I am part curtain as well, so that should help. All right. Well, this is uh, directly engaged, so we'll roll this, and then we're going to cut over to Gecko. Okay. Yeah, so roll plus danger. And my danger's plus two, and that is Solid transformed. a... That is a nine plus two. That's an 11. Okay, so you get to pick two off of the directly engage a threat list. Resist or avoid their blows. Take something from them. Create an opportunity for your allies. Impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I want to take her book, which is not her book. My book. That gets wrapped up and out the other side. There is now a heavy piece of fabric that is partly my elbow and partly a curtain. In between... Ness and the book that she was holding. And I want to create an opportunity for my allies. Okay. And yes, I realize that means she's probably going to clobber me. That's how that's how it works. Yeah. So on, on a hit trade blows. So we get to um get to do a couple of things here. So so you are definitely like when you are getting this close to this maelstrom stuff, she sort of sees you coming and grabs just like this prehistoric, let's just like narwhal mm-hmm. type picture. And so you get you get just got just like narwhal horn Ooh. right to the shoulder. Oh. And so I'd like you to mark a condition. And I think that the choice of condition is yours. Okay. Owie. I think I'm already insecure. I think that's gonna make me. I mean, ow, that just hurts. I think it's gonna make me angry. Okay. That's a valid emotion in this. I think I'm just like, uh, that hurts and I have to direct that somewhere. Okay. And I'm I'm just I want to be this is this is someone who seems to have betrayed and hurt my friend and also I just got a normal horn through the shoulder and it just hurts so much. Well, you took her thing, which makes her angry. Yeah. So she is going to make a condition move off of this. Let me uh, consult my villain condition theories <laughs> here. Playing this a little bit more by the book. Than I tend mm-hmm. to. Ooh, escalate the situation dangerously. Excellent. I knew it. Love it. Okay, solid, solid thing. All right, so. Yeah, you absolutely, you know, you take you take the page night away from her. And it's, as you say, wrapped up in a curtain. And she is just like, hey, like she is, she's, come on, she's doing vengeance. Why are you stopping her vengeance? <laughs> you know, on this like, oh, now who's the storybook world that's being torn apart by these things? And she reaches into, yeah, she's, she's got some sort of leather pouch around her fantasy world character and pulls out what looks like a vial of yellow glittery highlighter fluid, essentially. And she tosses it over at, um, I'm actually going to throw this out. What area of the illustration library does she hit with the make this come to life? book glitter bomb. Hmm. But putting this out there as a, as, a, as a question for the players to to build into this situation. Steph, it's your move if you want to do this. She hits the area concerned with rocketry, space exploration, and space aliens, which of course are real. So you could have everything from explosive fuel tanks to the equivalent of Klingons walking around in the library. All right. Um, let's, let's definitely start getting some, like, like there's a jet engine and it's it's spinning up. And so now there is this incredible, like, 
near hurricane force wind that is ripping through the library and pulling books off of shelves. Some of the books going into the jet engine, getting shredded. And so now like, so some of those are getting hit against this, the liquid. And so now we've got shredded pieces of the, the manual of telephone design and sort of all this other stuff like raining around in this thing. And, And Ness just shouts out, it doesn't matter. Nothing here is real anyway. And Gecko, let's go to you, because since we haven't yet, but uh, Artie, you are going to have well good chance to react to your friend's whole deal uh, in a second. But Gecko, you're on the roof of the car. Now where are you? Gecko was just looking at the tentacle whipping around. And once again, as he as he loves to do, just hopping around, trying to get, you know, get his bearings, sees the golden dust in the air, sees, sees it hit the, the space exploration area, and... He's just sort of taking it all in, but it's been a long night of stuff constantly happening anyway that I feel like he's already got that adrenaline sort of pumping. I think at this point, like it looks like Ness is pretty well taken care of. I think Gecko is just going to try and make sure that like the people are okay alongside. Yeah, I mean, Benny's in there, right? Yeah, because Benny's here. Uh, like, like the stuff is secondary. If he can sort of make sure less of uh, of everything in the library gets damaged, that's good. But he's looking out for people right now. So I think he's like hopping between bookcases, checking like lanes and alleys and under desks and stuff, looking looking for people um, who haven't quite made it out yet. You know, what? let's let's just hey, it's it's a one shot. Of course, the person you see is Benny. Oh boy! And you see, he's under one of the desks and like. He's hold on. He's fairly close to the jet engine, and like you see his his messenger bag like fly off and go into it, and he's like barely holding on. What do you do? I am definitely going to defend. Um, I think Gecko is going to spring over to Benny, and he's gonna do sort of the classic Spider Man thing of like reaching his hand out to grab Benny while his the rest of his body is like stuck to something on the floor. I'm trying to think of something that wouldn't like, I don't know, maybe a particularly heavy bookcase that isn't being dragged towards it. Or like, maybe it's a, no, you know what? It's like a pillar of, of the actual library itself. Probably that seems sturdy enough. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to reach out. He's trying to get to many. He don't have webs, so we can't do any of any of that stuff. <laughs> Geckos in this world don't have webs. Damn it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Damn you. So, so in, in terms of being able to do it first, he starts out like that. And then he actually has, he like lengthens his body like nearly the whole way to the point where he's got like one leg stuck on the pillar and he's vertically directing and he's reaching out for Benny. Oh, wow. Yes, that's a defend. I did say I was going to try and defend, but I, I, I think that very much is a defend. Yeah, I think it very much is. It very much is. Yeah. But the, I, have a, I have quite an important question for you, which uh-huh. is, are you insecure? Oh, I think I, I am insecure. Yeah, I have a minus two at the moment. Okay. I would like to make sure that you subtract two from this role. And yeah, I, I absolutely we will. We do have a lot of team, though. <laughs> we, still, we have some team. Yeah, thank goodness for the team that we banked early, yeah. <laughs> Roll plus savior. We have definitely... Oh, we did not do a very important masked move. I got so caught up. <laughs> we did not. You are entering into... Uh, to, oh, a dangerous... Uh, yes, let's, battle. let's make yeah, sure I do this. Right. You're entering into battle against a dangerous foe as a team. I always... I want, I want to say right now, I forget that. I forget that all the time on Dice Comics. Every single time to the point we stopped using oh. it. Me too. <laughs> Okay. All right. So in the interest of the rules as written that we try to do, let us in this moment perhaps get you some more team (laughs) run through this move. Okay. So 
We start with two. Yes. <laughs> James has automatically put off the bunny ears that masks GMs use to indicate that we start out with a base of two team in the pool. We then ask some questions. One is, who is the leader? Artie. Artie, yeah. I, I don't think there's any question here. Okay. Does Artie have influence over everyone? I think so, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. We're up to three team. Does everyone have the same purpose in this fight? Save Artie from this nonsense. That's a good question. What is, so wait, you know what? Your purpose my, is, no, my, yeah, my purpose, I want to save everyone. I, I want to save everyone. You always want to save everyone. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, she wants to prove herself. She doesn't like her. Okay. But you're interested in like saving the civilians and people. Yeah. Okay. Artie, what's your purpose? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm, I'm here to save people too. I would say that's fair. Like I want to stop, like I, I, I think I'm less focused on saving people and more focused on stop what Ness is doing, but what she's doing is endangering people. All right, so that w- that would be the same. If it was more like save Ness from herself, yeah, or no. get the book and get Ness back. Okay, but all right, I want to stop her. So yeah, all right, I think that's same. Uh, Gecko, what's what's your goal in this fight? I think Gecko's main priority is also the people, maybe with a particular focus on on Benny because he knows you know Benny's there because he's aware. So that's definitely at the forefront of, of his mind. Okay. All right, this feels like the same. We're now up to four team in the pool. Now we ask some negative questions. Does any team member mistrust the leader or the team? No, no, yeah. No. Nope. All are great, okay. Is the team ill-prepared or off balance? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a long night, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I don't have my book. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So we're down to three team. We've got three team in the pool for you all to use. Let's cut back to that role. Defend Benny from Jet Engine. You're still insecure, Gecko. Roll plus savior. All right. So, yeah, that's a negative two. And my savior is zero right now. All right. Oh, that's a nine minus two seven. Oh, that's the best thing I rolled all all session. (laughs) It was bound to happen eventually. Oh, lucky boy. (laughs) All right. Okay, you keep them safe. You get to pick one off of the pick list. Add team to the pool. Take influence over someone you protect or clear a condition. I am going to clear a condition here, I think. Yeah. I would like to clear insecure because I think that definitely helped to reinforce uh, sort of a bit of Echo's confidence there and being able to actually get to Benny, save Benny, fulfill a goal. (laughs) Point A, point B. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Benny called you over for for help. You came, you actually helped yeah. him. It great, excellent. Love it. Okay, now would you like to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation? I would love to expose myself to danger. Mess me up. Oh, Give me right. the broken right, right. broken mask with the mouth peeking out. I had a father. His name was Ben Parker. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> I want to put you in in this in this thing. Um let's do that. Again, one shot. Stolen cars. You lose your your like foot grip in this gen engine. Oh no. You're pulled back mm-hmm. and you're able to grab yourself with your hands on something. But you're being twisted around and you're much closer to the engine and it's it's sucking fast. Your mask is starting to slip and get pulled oh. into the jet engine. If you let go to hold on to it, unsure if your other hand is going to be able to keep you perfectly safe and supported. So let's cut over to Artie. Yeah. Ness is flipping out. Yeah. Can you talk her down? What are, what are we doing here? So I think that I I run... Remind me where um, the Kara had, had like shot out a, a curtain that grabbed the book, 
What was the other end of the curtain attached? Like the that attached to was Me. it? But was the other? Uh, yeah, one end was you. Was the other end on on Ness? Yeah. Like, do you have her grabbed or? I am. I am holding a curtain. I am partly made out of curtain. Ooh. The curtain and me together are like wrapped around her. And the book is on the outside of the curtain and me. I want to do this. I'm going to give you curtain has book. I don't think we can quite say curtain has Ness. Okay. Completely. Then I'm like at her feet. I like tried to grab her, dislodge the book and like fell down in front of her with a curtain. All right. But you, but you do have the book. You absolutely have the book. Okay. So I think that I, I see all that happening and I'm thinking, I, I think I still have not like fully grasped what has happened or like what, what Ness's point is here or what she's doing, why she's doing this. And so what I'm thinking is this is like that one time back home where Morgard, the dark wizard, mind whammy to a whole bunch of people. <laughs> and, and so what I want to try to do is like I pull out like I've got the magic sword and like one of the things that it can do because it's because it, it's it's Martin's magic sword it can shoot magic beams of energy to do stuff and so like I think that I kind of like I I I get close but out out of her reach out of Ness's reach and I'm just going to like like wield this sword and try to free her from whatever magic is controlling her and forcing her to do this chaos stuff Oh, interesting. Mm. All right. Which I don't know how we'll do that <laughs> mechanically if she isn't being mind whammed, which is what James suspects. Yeah, I think let's start with this as an unleash. Okay. Uh, and that is plus freak plus one. Okay, that's a that's a five. How the turntables. That's my first <laughs> truly bad roll. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. They really be turning. If the other two characters are able to team on this one, it goes to a seven, but Gecko seems kind of busy. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I don't know. I, I really don't know how I'd be able to help in this situation with my tippy toes near this jet engine as much as I want to. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do it like this. You, the, the magicness of the sword, you know, you remember like the way that it it, it, mm-hmm. it cuts through the foul thoughts controlling. You see that happen perfectly, exactly as you remember. You're skilled. Yeah. We see like the, the little like brain bubble panel of Martin, the wizard, wielding the sword, shooting the energy out in the same way, freeing King Lanther from the, the mind control of Morden. Yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah. And you realize she is not being controlled. This is this is where her mind is right now. This is entirely her seeking revenge for whatever slights that she feels. And I think that probably up until now, you were like, she's just mind controlled. Yeah. You know, that's got to be the explanation. This We'll sort this out. Everything will be back to normal. Yeah, I'd like you to take a powerful blow. Oh, oh. I still don't have any conditions though, so. I know, right? These have been bouncing off you. You're I just know. like, nope, I can handle it. <laughs> so that's a six. So that's still good. A true stoic night. Do you have an advance at this point? Uh, no, but I'm one away. Artie won't need to if this is how he takes powerful blows. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, no, he's 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 perfect as it is. All right, I want to stay with you. Okay. Where does this? What what happens next? So he sees this. We see like him kind of like grit his teeth to this realization that like she feels like deeply like this isn't her being mind whammied by someone this is this is just really her she found herself here she clearly feels very deeply hurt by something about her life 
And I think that he's like, he's coming around on understanding, like, like he just recently himself went through the, am I, am I a character in a book that somebody else wrote? And the thing that got him through that was that he had friends who helped him. And so he is going to just kind of like, he's still holding the sword, but he's like dropping the tip. So it's just like dragging along the ground and he's walking up to like uh, up alongside her where she's like still maybe fighting off the, like the, uh, the, uh, the Kara curtain whipping around her. Yeah. Yeah. And just like through that chaos, he's just kind of like, 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 like pushing everything out, not focusing on anything. He's not going for the book. He's not like, he's not being threatening in any way. And he's just going to say, Ness, like this isn't this isn't we're in a different world now. We're we're in a different this is like Earth is a strange place. The rules are here are different. We we but we but you're not a character. You're not just someone like the Ness I knew wasn't someone who who let the let the world tell them what they were going to do what they were going to be what what they were going to do. You who were not going to be forced to take the throne, you were given an option and you chose to do that. And if you want to choose to stay here, then you can choose to stay here because you are a person who gets to choose things and no one is writing your story for you. You can, you can be the best of Avendor and the best of Earth, but you don't have to hurt people to do that. I'd like you to roll comfort and support. And I believe you still get a plus one from your previous assess the situation. And I have a move called the best of them. Yes. So when I comfort and support by telling them how they exemplify the best parts of Earth, I get to roll a freak instead of mundane, which is good because my freak is one and my mundane is zero. So I'll get to roll the plus two, which is a 10. All right. So you do get to clear a condition if you had one. Instead, we'll add a team to the pool. But I think we'll, we'll also do this. You get through to her. And I think she she sees the destruction around her and all of the creatures, which totally is still there. Y'all are going to have to deal with that <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Not going to lie. And she says, you're right. This isn't me. And I hate that you're telling me who I am because that's exactly what has made me so upset coming here and seeing that it's people writing the 12 suitors of Ness and the quests and trials. And they were telling me who I was. And, and it was, it was like, were they right? Because apparently I am something that they were able to write about without me knowing. I think that now is when Artie reaches down to grab the book from the curtain. Okay. And he kind of like, he picks it up and he kind of is using it to like gesture towards Ness. And he says, but I can tell you who you are because I know you, not because I read it in a book. And I think she takes it. And I think that this is a, this is not a snatchy, like, she actually sort of hesitates, like, wait, are you sure? And, and I think she flips the back and she says, you're right. It's, it's written down in the front. These pages in the back, they're blank for a reason, right? We haven't done them yet. That's us writing our own story. I tell you though, if I ever get my hands on the person who wrote that, princess of many suitors he is going to feel uh, oh my god what are we going to do about these sea monsters Ooh. i'm sorry actually is that <laughs> can that sword do something i don't um who i'm sorry about this one of course it can <laughs> it's it's martin's magic sword have you met my friend <laughs> braid 
We are heroes here. The pleasure is all yours, I'm sure. I'm Princess Ness. And then I think, and then he, he turns to introduce her to, to Gecko. And it's like, oh, <laughs> no, dang. So let's come back. So we see Gecko. And 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 yeah, the 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 mask is about to come off. Gecko, what do you do? Oh, I'm gonna put myself in danger here. I think he reaches to grab it and like <laughs> Oh no. Okay. Braid. Yeah. You see Gecko mm-hmm. was about to reveal his identity and like is how important it is to him that he doesn't. Yeah. And you see him slipping towards that jet engine. What do you do? So it really looks like he's going to get sucked into the jet engine, doesn't it? Even odds. It, it looks it looks likely. And if, I mean, it's just this jet engine, this the big personal drama with Ness and Artie didn't shut down the engine. It's still endangering everyone. I jump into the engine. Oh my God. I dive right into the engine, hoping that I will be able to transform enough of my body into enough pieces of metal that it will cause the engine to slow down and stop without killing me. And, you know, the way my the rest of my life's been going, I mean, I just, I want people to love me for who I am, which is... About to be a jet engine. Someone weirdly repulsive who turns into stuff. And, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm going to jump into the engine to save my friend Gecko and also an unknown number of people in a library and probably some geese. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Are you insecure, Braid? Uh, You know, I am. I was hoping this would be not a defend, but it's a defend, isn't it? It's literally a defend. This is textbook defend. (laughs) This is exactly what I would do. When you defend someone or something from an imminent threat, we have hit all of those marks. Yes. Please roll plus savior, but subtract two from your roll. My savior is already minus one. I believe that this cle- might clear insecure. Oh, you're de- no. I mean that. First of all, that happens at the end of the scene, and second of all, it's like way like yeah. Okay, destructive. This is ex- this is this is what Kara would do. Oh God, this I is believe. what Kara would do. And uh, this is a five, which becomes a two. Ooh. I mean, that is a failed defend roll. How many times have you been a? Um, Jet engine in the past. I have never been jet engine. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> First time for everybody. Yeah. It kicks in reverse, which I don't know if real jet engines can do, but mm-hmm. this one can. That's great. That'll be less harmful. Mm. Or not. Here are the things that blow across the room and out of the building. One, Gecko. Yeah! Please roll to take a powerful blow, Gecko. Cool. So I don't clear insecure or... Afraid until the end of the scene, so that's a minus four to mine. Is that right? So your your insecure is clear. Oh, my insecure is clear. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. It's it's only the like the destructive actions way of clearing that's an end of the scene. Right. And I'm gonna roll that. That's a five. And then because of the I guess minus two, that's actually a seven. So all right. So you still had two conditions. I do marked. get hit. I still had I had, I had oh no 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 I just had the one no 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 I just had the one I'm I'm silly um it's a six yes it's good all right. Very quickly, what is the panel of Gecko Styles keeping you safe? Is it is this just keeping me safe, or is it also... This is I, you I, avoiding keeping, the powerful blow. This is just me avoiding? Okay. I think as soon as it kicks into reverse, Gecko's body reacts because he's like, oh, I, I, I don't know what to do if I'm being pulled backwards, but I know how to work with forward momentum. And as it blasts Gecko forward, I think it's kind of the thing where... He's leaping from like structure to structure in the wind tunnel, if that makes sense. So like 
like st- the stuff that's being blown blown away, like whatever is in there, whatever like physical stuff is in there. He's like moving from like a bookcase to another bookcase, just trying to get out of the way of all the stuff that's going to be coming towards him. All right. The second thing that is blown out of this building is every book, and that is including the copy of the page night. Oh no. Artie, you oh, feel no. it slipping out of your hands. What do you do? You know, I, I kind of feel like like this book has been the most important thing to me, but I'm kind of feeling like he's in a space where his friends are more important. He'll find the book. It'll come back, or we'll find it again. Yeah. I don't need the book. The book doesn't tell me what I'm going to do. I tell me what I'm going to do. I'm not a character in that book. And so I let go. All right. So you let it blow. Yeah. Let it go, and it blows away across the hills of Arcadia. I think we end it there. As the book disappears over the horizon, it is out of the magical range of the things that it summoned, that Ness summoned with it, and those start disappearing. And so you you feel Braid like, you know, the jet fuel and sort of like that kind of stuff like is disappearing. You are now just sort of some of the pieces of jet engine kind of pulling yourself back together. The various tentacle monsters and stuff fade away. I have the worst headache I've ever had in my life and all of my hair and all six of my arms are made out of metal blades. And then as I gradually go back to having the correct number of arms, I come to my feet with the bookshelf on top of me. (laughs) As stuff starts disappearing and sort of Ness realizes that it's from the book, like she starts to panic because now she's worried that she's next. And she watches it sort of disappear, and she doesn't. And she looks back at you, Artie, and she says, I guess you're right. And let's, let's have final panels then from Gecko and Page Knight. Let's do Gecko first. Gecko gets up, sort of dusts himself down, goes, anybody, uh, anybody see a fan? Or, no, don't worry about it. Did we win? <laughs> I don't know if we won. And then Artie. I think that we see the bookshelf that is on top of Braid, and we see, like, the magic sword kind of getting, like, stuck and used as a lever to wedge it up and lift it off of her, and... My heart. And he, like, he he offers her a hand to help her up, and I think he, he turns to Ness and says, this is why it's important to, to have friends. We, we keep each other safe, we, we help each other not lose focus on things, and, and in the end... We uh, we can celebrate our victories. We keep each other. We keep each other from summoning a whole bunch of sea monsters in a library. <laughs> yeah, I, I regret parts of that. They were pretty cool, though. Yeah. Yo, no, hundred percent. Really cool. Think so? Maybe not here. Go to the aquarium. It's amazing. It's oh, suspiciously yeah. amazing. Oh, it's so good. Can, can I? Can I come with you? Uh, yeah, sure. It's a friend of yours, Artie. Let's all go to the aquarium. Oh, I have friends. Plural. Indy Tan, James Malloy, thank you so much for playing Masks with us. This ad, blah. Thank you so much for playing Masks with us. This was amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for for having us. I I I am very much in your position where I'm like a forever DM with my group in particular, so I never <laughs> actually get to play. I'm glad glad to give you that opportunity. <laughs> so let's do the thing that we do at the end of all podcasts, which is which is plugs and and places folks can find you. All of that stuff, Indy. Let's start with you. Where can you be found on the internet? 
Cool. Um, you can find me at It's Mr. Mask on uh, both Twitter and Twitch, twitch.tv slash It's Mr. Mask. I haven't been streaming a lot lately, but um, I plan to get back on that soon. <laughs> you can also uh, check out the podcast IGM Masks for, which is Dice Comics at Dice Comics on Twitter. And you know, search for us on any of your, any, on really any podcatcher that you might use. We're, we're in there somewhere. You'll find us. I'm also a cast member on a new project that I'm really super hyped about called Someplace to Be, which is uh, right now we are playing, we used to be friends, but uh, that is going to change. I'm not going to say how in the future because we plan to explore a bunch of different games and a bunch of different systems. But yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. And again, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. James, how about you? Well, you can listen to My Masks podcast, uh, Purdy and City, where I am a <laughs> player, I am a GM, I edit it, I produce it. If you want to hear me talk about tabletop games and designing them, hacking them, everything to do with that, you can listen to Stop, Hack, and Roll. Uh, I'm on Twitter at and the Meltdowns, and that's really the best place to find me. Thank you for having me. I haven't gotten to play Masks in like a year. In, just in general. And so this was nice to be back. No one is more sad about that than I Stephanie. Know. I mean, I, I don't have a sadness meter, but um, I'll say this and then you can cut it or not. One of the things that made me the girl I am today is that Fiona taught me masks by sending me links to Protean City. <laughs> and about 80 minutes of Protean City later, I knew that I was just going hours. No, no, no. I've now listened oh, oh, to 80 oh, you, hours you of right City, okay. but it took about an episode or and a half okay. before I knew I was going to cancel all my other engagements <laughs> that I could cancel to, you know, masks. I I feel that the very the very first thing I did when I wanted to learn how to play masks was that I searched up you know actual plays and Protein City was definitely like the first one that comes up when you look for that stuff. But that also led me to uh, Brendan Lee and Gambetta's videos on masks uh, that he posted up on YouTube a couple of years ago, which were so, so good in just oh, yeah, uh, good. helping me understand what the flavor of the game was, um, especially not having, not being part of like the TTRBG scene for many, many years um, and only really sort of getting into it, like discovering that there were games like masks, like and discovering masks itself, which I was like, wow, it's like someone made a game for me. Is it, it? It is just. It's the best feeling. Yes, it's, it's so <laughs> yes. fantastic. It's a good game. It's such a good game. It's ridiculously good game. <laughs> well, we are going to be back next week to talk about the ways in which it is such a good game, and uh, I'm so glad to have some expert guests to do that with us. So that'll be the back matter. Listen for it next week. Until then, Steph, you doing all right? Yeah, I mean, I just became a jet engine, but other than that, yeah, I'm great. I love this. Excellent. Take care, pals. That's it for our actual play. Come back next week for The Back Matter. We're going to be talking with Indy and James all about Masks A New Generation, diving into their experiences as GMs and players of this game. We're going to go through character creation. We're going to go through stats and influence and also leave you with some amazing and sometimes surprising recommendations in the Back Issues section. Subscribe now. You're not going to want to miss this. This run, we've been playing Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. You can find more information about it on their website, magpiegames.com. Team Up Moves is a production of Fiona Hopkins and Stephanie Burt, copyright 2023. Find us on Twitter as at Team Up Moves and Mastodon as teamupmoves at dice.camp. 
We have a free monthly newsletter that goes out between runs. You can subscribe to that over at teamupmoves.com, as well as see guest bios and links to all of our previous episodes. Our theme music is Play by Sleepyhead. Find more of their music at sleepyheadrockband.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you get the chance, tell a friend about the show. Post it on Discord, Reddit, tweet about it, etc. Your word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. Take care, pals.